Hey, what's going on, parents? Uh, happy Teenager Tuesday. Uh, we are in part four. Yes, part, part four, four. Part four of a series with the one and only, the beautiful, amazing <laughs> Rhett Smith uh, talking about depression and anxiety. You'll get your check in the mail for Thank the you. endorsement there. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so last week we talked a lot about um, a lot of nuts and bolts <laughs> on yeah. do, like you, things that people can do, parents, good questions. Uh, you know, ways to manage that kind of stress and anxiety yeah. and depression. And uh, this week, let's talk about technology. And let's be honest, like we could talk, I, I maybe you don't want to, but we could spend yeah. like three hours a piece on each topic. Yes. And so if you're a parent feeling That's overwhelmed, true. like it is overwhelming. Yeah. And so just know like whether through hope or uh, you can contact me about resources, there's lots of information to continue this discussion later or to give you resources. Yeah. And technology is one of those things that I it think- is. As a parent of a 13-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son, like, I'm a little overwhelmed. So you mean you don't know uh, everything about technology and, like, you don't got it all figured out? I used to think <laughs> I, I used to think so because back in the day I would lead workshops with my friend John Dyer and we would okay. speak at churches. Hmm. And then I realized I couldn't keep up anymore. Huh. And I realized kids were coming to my office. When, when was that? Like 2009, Oh, wow. Yeah. And kids were coming to my office talking about all these sites that they were on that I had no clue because hmm. it changed so fast. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I guess the one thing we maybe to talk about is, you know, the whole iPhone. You and I were talking about the research mm-hmm. that when the iPhone became my favorite word, ubiquitous. That's a good word. Right? That we saw a rise in mental health issues yeah. with teenagers, especially girls. Yeah. Like anxiety, depression, suicide, yeah. cutting. Yeah. Enough so that all the researchers are like, this is a serious issue. That yeah. The phone itself, social media technology, is probably a huge factor in mental health. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't think that's a surprise to any parent that's no. out there because, you know, they're managing when do I let them have uh, social media, you know, even, even like YouTube pages. Uh, you know, people, we're, we're trying to help parents understand YouTube as a form of social media, too, where... The number one, a few years ago, the number one thing that uh, a, a fifth and sixth grader wanted for Christmas was their own YouTube channel. Wow. You know, so it's yeah. like a, it's a tough area to kind of navigate and a brand new area in history to navigate yeah. with these scary pieces of research that, that are coming out. But too. I remember too, like we had my son off of his phone for two days, mm. um, just kind of as a consequence to some Yeah, some which is the worst punishment you yeah. can give. But you know what? <laughs> He was completely different after two days. Really? Like, just his demeanor, how he <laughs> responded, his behavior, his sleep. And I think he'd say the same thing about me, is that when I'm not involved in my phone all the time in technology, he yeah. probably thinks I'm a better parent. Like, I'm not yelling. Yeah. I'm more emotionally regulated. <laughs> and so I think we'd be lying to ourselves to think that our devices don't impact us. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have you heard of um, endorphin detoxes? Uh, I don't know if I've heard that specific language, but yeah. I got a sense of what that looks like. Yeah, to it, just cut that stuff out to detox it, it, from all of it. It's to cut all like screens and yeah. forms of entertainment. So no music, no you know TV shows or anything on a screen, and uh, the the only form is like books. Yeah. And to do that, uh, I was reading it. It says if you can do that for forty eight hours, it kind of helps reset reset a lot of stuff because it just gets you out of that environment. Yeah, I think like detoxing from things could be really important, but I think even more important is trying to figure out a rhythm of like what yeah. are the habits and rules that we're going to set this. for our family, yeah. our family that we can keep up consistently that over yeah. time will help reduce the issues, yeah. levels of anxiety and depression we're seeing. That's good. So, 
way too long of a question. <laughs> but what, what can parents do? Or what, what are some good practical things? Let me throw out a book I just read that I think is phenomenal. Okay. It's called The Common Rule by Justin Early. And he talks specifically in a lot of the chapters about technology and developing patterns around it. Mm. And he picks up on the language how um, what we worship is defined by our habits. The same with our, our like liturgy practices in churches. Yeah. So I really like that because I think he has a really good balanced view, The Common Rule by Justin Early. Mm. Um, a couple of things like easy you and I were talking about is I don't think phones should be in kids' bedrooms when they go to bed at night. Yeah. Oh, that's you good. Know? Yeah. Just even that the whole ambient idea of phone being there, uh, I think the research is pretty clear. It creates levels of anxiety. Yeah. So making and kids... Sleeping patterns get, sleeping can, pattern, can get yeah. funky. So plugging phones in yeah. the kitchen, probably um, away from kids' sleep is cr- uh, critical. I think if you can, probably um, shutting down all technology an hour before bedtime, okay. I think is shown to improve health and issues mm. related to mental health specifically. Is that, is that even true for like us as adults? No, it's super hard. Shutting, yeah. Yeah, okay. I've been, I try to. I try to turn off lights at a certain time, shut down technology, hmm. TV, phones. But again, it's it's a work in it's progress, a, i got to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, sometimes we do good at this, sometimes we don't. I was recommended to kind of have like a, a like some form of technology box. Like when I walk in my house, you see a box and it's not always there. Sometimes it's in our kitchen. And the goal is you see it, and it's, it's a boundary. So you jump all of your technology, your phones, your iPads, and you put it there for a certain period of time during the day. Yeah. And then when families see it, they realize, oh, our goal is to be present with each other. Mm. Um, another idea is maybe just you have a rule that an hour a day, you just turn off phones hmm. or computers. Yeah. You know, so we could play around with different things, yeah. but I think it's about the idea of developing a rhythm where we... We engage technology and then we shut it down. Yeah, that's good. Well, I've seen too on the um, talking about like looking at the screen and the addiction of it. Even just turning the screen black and white. Yeah. Like your phone, you're way less likely to look at it if it's just black and white. So yeah. I have a setting on my phone. If I click the home button three times, it just turns it black and white. Yeah. So I'm I, again work in progress, but I'm trying to be aware. How much am I staring at my phone? What's my screen time? You know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and there's simple things you can do with kids and also as adults. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't get any notifications on from anything on my phone except mm-hmm. like a text message. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or a phone call. Yeah. Um, I have nothing sports. on my front screen. I have everything on, on two screens back. So the okay. front is just a picture with usually a quote or something. Yeah. So it's little simple workarounds. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the goal, I think, is to develop rhythms and patterns that, that break the addictive nature of technology because yeah. um, I'm pro technology, right? I'm not. Mm-hmm. A, I'm not against it. it. Does beautiful things sure. in our lives, but when out of balance, I think it increases issues and anxiety hmm. and depression. Yeah, a lot. Speaking of out of balance, on the flip side, is there is there an an, an unhealthy side of taking that technology away? I mean, that's a good question. I mean, one of the couple of the workshops this year during COVID, I encouraged parents not to use the removal of technology as a form of punishment hmm. because not only were they not seeing their friends in person, but then they, we were, parents were taking away their only form of connection to their, their, their friends. Yeah. So now you huh. got a kid who's not able to go to school, see friends, and you take away his only device to connect, whether it's through gaming, Xbox, phone, whatever, and Talk about the levels of increased anxiety and depression. Yeah. So I think parents want to think critically about, you know, how they remove phones. Maybe there's a time and place to do it as a form of punishment. Maybe there's a time and place not. And, you know, I don't, it's it's an old argument that, oh, you know, that's those aren't your real friends. That's not real. Like, 
Sure. On, yeah. on online is offline world. Yeah. It's integrated now. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think parents back in the day to be like, yeah. uh, that's, that's, those aren't your real friends. Those are just people online. No, yeah. those are the real friends. Those are deep connections. Oh yeah. Well, so, and us as adults, I mean, many, many, <laughs> many parents that are watching this right yeah. now. Yeah. They're on their phone just as much as their student, but it's Facebook instead of Snapchat or whatever. Yeah. And know? if you want to see a change in your kids, it has to be modeled from top down. Yeah. Hmm. Like I can enforce as many rules and boundaries around the use of technology at my house, you know, maybe that I think would be helpful in terms yeah. of managemental health. But if they see me scrolling incessantly, or if they catch me not paying attention to a conversation, mm-hmm. or they see dad coming home and just glued to it, yeah, then I'm I'm actually modeling them the opposite of what I want to teach. So yeah. I think parents, we ha- I'm a parent, we have to take a hard look at ourselves and go, what kind of patterns do we want to set? you know, yeah. that would benefit our kids yeah. and their brain development and anxiety and depression and benefit ours. Yeah. That do as I say, not as I do, do as does I not say. work. No. It just doesn't. Yeah. No, no it doesn't. That's good. All right. Technology. So that was week four, or this is week four. We've got one more week next week. We're kind of finishing up. Uh, so you're going to say everything that you haven't said next week. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, <do> that. No. <laughs> um, parents, thank you so much for tuning in this week, signing off. Uh, remember, you can do this. You're not alone. God is with you, and so are we. Have a great week. 